There is real danger in defining yourself by what you stand against, centering your energy on what you hate or what makes you angry is risky, as illustrated by the following laws. Number one, the law of becoming. Welcome to Create New Futures, thought-provoking conversations with leaders, experts, and interesting minds. Join us as we explore ideas and reflect on practices that you can use and apply to create and shape the future. With your host, author and strategy consultant, Aviv Shahar. Welcome to Create New Futures. This is Aviv with a new episode, and this one brings the focus to leadership and the law of becoming, and to a critical insight that will help you define the focus of your development and growth efforts. I'm going to put a magnifying glass on the risk of a displaced self-definition. And yes, I will explain what I mean by a displaced self-definition. And I'm going to also reflect on the four laws that govern and impact your results. Let me get right to it. It is easy to be against other people's beliefs, values, ideas, and expressions. Many people would agree that there is too much that's not right in this world, in society, and in organizations. Yet those who find reasons to be upset, angry, or against others are taking the easy road. It's much more difficult to stand for ideas, for values, for beliefs. Here is a question. Do you prefer to define yourself by what you stand against or by what you stand for? We are in a political and cultural season in which an increasing number of people describe themselves as being against the other side and or against a future they do not believe in rather than one they do. The polarizing energy of let's destroy the opposite side engages the reptilian brain and is more viral than the energy of let's build a new future. The question we each must reflect on is this. Where do I choose to invest my energy? History is shaped by courageous people who rise up against oppression. They have taught us that fighting for something, a cause, a belief, a vision, shapes the outcomes and legacies of their endeavors. Mahatma Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, and Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Golda Meir, and Eleanor Roosevelt, all were compelled by a vision of a different future. The futures they imagined and to which they aspired fueled their spirits and their actions and struggles. For example, Mandela was transformed by the focus on his vision of a free and democratic South Africa, where each person had a vote. The compelling power of the vision overcame his resentment and hatred of the apartheid government. Mandela recognized the ultimate futility and emptiness of hate and the power 
and energy of vision. There is real danger in defining yourself by what you stand against, centering your energy on what you hate or what makes you angry is risky, as illustrated by the following laws. Number one, the law of becoming. You become the object of your focus. Number two, the law of ineffectual displacement. You dilute your can-do power. Number three, the law of hollow victory. You are left without a purpose. And number four, the law of perpetuity. Your behavioral patterns tend to repeat themselves. Okay, so let's unpack each of those four laws to better understand the risks they represent. Number one, the law of becoming. The law of becoming says that you become what you focus on. This does not mean that by focusing on grooming horses, you actually become a horse. Of course not. Rather, what it says is that by sensitizing yourself to horses and making your work the handling and grooming of and caring for horses, that you begin to see the world through the filter of horses, metaphorically and practically because you sensitized yourself to everything about horses. The object of your attention and endeavors shapes who you become because that is where you direct your energy. Lao Tzu said it well. Watch your thoughts, for your thoughts become words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your character. And your character becomes your destiny. The first risk, therefore, of defining yourself by what you stand against, resent or hate, is that you become like the object of your disapproval. So it is better to fight for freedom than against oppression. It is much more productive to work for progress rather than against backwardness, for education and enlightenment rather than against ignorance, for opening new opportunities rather than against suppression, for being healthy rather than against being overweight. The list goes on. You get the idea. Number two, the law of ineffectual displacement. The second risk of fighting against a source of upset and resentment is being ineffective. Here are the three displacement vectors. A. Displacement by dispersion. Striving and battling on too many fronts tend to diffuse your focus and can-do power. In 7 out of 10 situations, fighting what is wrong, upsetting, unjust, foolish, unreasonable, unfair, and incorrect is the surest displacement from the point of efficacy, the point where you can truly initiate and effectuate change. B. Backward-looking displacement. Continuing to obsess over a lost game, race, or deal even though you know the outcomes cannot be changed, is the surest way to get dislocated and lose focus. The only value in yesterday is in harvesting and applying the learning as you move forward. You can avoid this risk by moving into the vital mindset of know it, but don't think about what upsets you. 
Focus instead on the new situation you want to create. And C, symptoms curing displacement. Applying energy to treat the symptoms instead of addressing the cause is the fastest way to exhaust your resources for little yield. So these are the three displacement vectors. Displacement by dispersion, backward-looking displacement, and symptoms-curing displacement. Since destruction is the business model and preoccupation of most of today's media, we see these three vectors on display 24-7. All TV and social media channels continually sensationalize trivial happenings, events, actions, behaviors, and perceptions that are irrelevant to you. They polarize, they look backward, and they obsess on fueling conflict. Blaming will get higher rating than taking responsibility, and resentment and hate are more viral than grateful appreciation. Consider what matters for you. It is much better to focus on desired outcomes, preferred solutions, formative growth, and positive development. You then can move toward the point of efficacy with a growing return on investment instead of diluting what you can do and who you are capable of becoming. Number three, the law of hollow victory. The third risk of centering your energy on fighting an enemy is that you accomplish your goal. When your sole purpose is the removal of that which you resent, your success in destroying it leaves you empty. Victory is hollow when it brings death, and with it the death of purpose. If the focus of an organization or a nation is to destroy an enemy, what will people do after they declare victory? The risk is being left purposeless and empty-handed. Campaigns that focus on what they stand against without also articulating an alternative vision of what they are for may be effective in the short term, but they cannot connect with the zeitgeist of a better tomorrow. The glory of anger is not sustainable. It only begets death and a hollow victory. And that brings us to number four, the law of perpetuity. The fourth risk follows from the law of becoming. The law of perpetuity says that a rose will continue to produce roses, not frogs. A rhinoceros begets a rhinoceros, and anger begets anger. The law says that you tend to continue doing the things you do well because the life you have built inside those activities wants to be perpetuated. Your habits are perpetuated because the muscle memory and behavioral patterns tend to repeat themselves. Whether they are a fascination with sports, the stock market, gardening, gambling, violence, or a life of service, you can choose to deride and make others feel small. Or to encourage and help them achieve their heartfelt desires. The propensities you express and the actions you repeat build and perpetuate morphologically as the patterns recreate themselves. Surely you know people who like to complain. As soon as they resolve one complaint, they quickly find a new one. The law of perpetuity says 
a professional complainer will always find something to complain about. Karma? Well, karma is something you fall in love with and won't stop doing, be it good or bad. Let's bring this now to leadership. You must be very clear about what you are not prepared to support, what you will not lend your energy and presence to, and what you will not allow or have in your spheres of influence. This is your birthright and the mandate each of us is given. We are endowed with the power to choose between taking a stand for or against people, ideas, beliefs, and values. Investing your life force in fighting against is simply not as effective as investing in fighting for an alternative. People, organizations, and nations don't change by focusing on what is wrong. They transform by focusing on what works and doing what's right. People who stand for ideas continue to evolve. They don't get stuck in an outdated fight whose outcome cannot change. Instead, they create new possibilities, fashion ingenious solutions, and enable innovative opportunities and futures. Next time someone comes to you with a complaint, try this. Please tell me what you are for not what you are against. Tell me about your alternative ideas. Tell me about your creative solutions. This request will help the people around you examine their responses in a different way. You lead by helping others put the law of becoming to work for a promising future. The law of perpetuity will follow with great dividends as you help them disarm the law of ineffectual displacement, and the law of hollow victory. Now it's your turn. Turn the key. Focus on what you are for, on the positive future you are creating. Be your own leader. Thank you for listening. Aviv always encourages his clients to identify the one or two ideas they can move forward into action immediately. What will you capture and apply today? You can always begin with a small action and then build momentum over time. When you move forward from an idea to action, you get immediate ROI, return on the time you invested, and return of learning. And then the learning cycle builds the success propulsion. One more thing. You can reach Aviv directly by phone and email to discover how he can help you create a new future for your business and organization. Creating your new future can begin today.